This is On and Off Your Mat podcast, episode 205, everything you need to know before going on a yoga retreat. Have you been dreaming of yoga retreats? Maybe you've been looking for a way to hit the reset button, melt stress away, and transform your life from inside out while making it last. If so, today's episode is for you. In this episode, we'll cover what to expect when you join a yoga retreat, what are the important things you need to know before you commit to any retreat. I will share about my experience on my first yoga retreat and how it made me who I am today influence what I teach and why I lead retreats myself. We'll talk about who retreats are for, who is my retreat for. Hint, hint, if you've been listening to this podcast, it is probably for you. We will also talk about how retreats in general can help you achieve your goals, what are my goals as a teacher and a leader, and how they can transform your life. And we will talk about what you might worry about because this is a big investment usually to go on a retreat. It's a big commitment and I'm sure you have some worry. So we'll talk about those and we'll finish with a special offer I have just for you. If this episode inspires you in any way, send it to your bestie to plant a seed or open a conversation. This is kind of important and it will relate to our special offer that I'll share with you at the end of the episode. You can, of course, come or go on any retreat alone. But right now, for my retreat, you'll have more fun and more savings if you come with a friend. Before we get to today's episode, I have one more announcement to make. For the whole month of November, we were celebrating our 201st episode. And this is an amazing accomplishment. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for making us part of the 1.5 top podcast in the world with over 350,000s of you listening to our episodes every week. I strongly believe in celebrating milestones and so that's what we did. With that, we hosted a giveaway. So here are our winners. Price number one was a $1,000 scholarship for Recharge, Reconnect and Reset the Retreat. The winner for this scholarship is Luhan Navarro. The second prize we had in our giveaway was a 50% scholarship for the Sensitivity Reset, Releasing Overwhelm for Happier Life, or 50% on any one-on-one coaching packages I offer. The winner for this is Annalisa Pacchiotti. And the last prize we were having on this giveaway bundle is one coaching session. And the winner for this is Nick Danu. I have already reached out to all of you on Instagram and I'm sure we are set up. If I didn't say your name today, but you participated in this giveaway, you get access to our podcast membership for free for a month as a way to say thank you for participating. So if I haven't reached out with how to get access to the membership, please reach out to me and we'll get you all set up. Thank you so much for participating, all of you. I really appreciate you and your support in these last five years. I would not still be here if you weren't. I always love to read your takeaways on the episode, so continue to do so. Take a screenshot and share something you've learned on Instagram. Always make sure to tag at on and off your mat podcast or me, myself at erica.belanger for today's episode or any episode you listen to. All right, let's get to our episode of today. It's going to be a good one. 
All right, let's talk about retreats. Yoga retreats are like magical getaways where you can hit the reset button for your body and soul. So picture this, yoga mats sprawled under the open sky or by the beach or surrounded by nature. Yoga retreats are like vacations, but they're designed for your well-being where you can immerse yourself in yoga, meditation, and good vibes. Why are they so popular? Well, imagine trading the hustle and bustle of your life for some incredible Zen time. People really flock to retreats to escape the daily ground, to find inner peace, and even maybe do some soul searching. It's a chance to hit the pause button, to recharge, to connect with like-minded people. Plus, you don't have to be an expert in yoga to join. All levels are often welcome. If not, it usually says that that particular retreat is for a particular student. So whether you're a seasoned yogi or you're just getting into your first few downward dogs, a yoga retreat is your ticket for a holistic recharge moment. Now, before you pack your bags, let's chat about what you need to know before booking your first yoga retreat. Number one, it's always good to know the teacher. At a minimum, you know, if you've never practiced with them, you got to do some research. You want to make sure they're a good fit. Something I love about this podcast is that even if you've never practiced with me, you've never taken physical class with me, you've still gotten to know me as a teacher and on a personal level too, and you'll get to know me even more today. And since we have the podcast premium membership, you can take classes with me if you want to get to know me before you commit to a retreat with me. And this is a way that you'll see if what I teach and how I teach resonates with you. I'll share a little bit more about myself in this in a few minutes. Number two, you need to know what kind of yoga this retreat and this teacher is going to be offering. Because if you're looking for an Ashtanga-based retreat, it's going to be very different than if you're looking for a mainly restorative yoga retreat, right? So you have to be clear on what you're looking for, but also what this particular yoga retreat is offering. I think style and the type of student matter because you want to find a teacher that matches your need, your goals, your personality even, and ideally that attracts the type of people you want to vacation with. So for example, in my next retreat, which is called Recharge, Reconnect, and Reset, it's a seven-day in-person immersion for highly sensitive people and yogis that suffer from anxiety, that experience emotional overwhelm. And so the students that will participate are not there necessarily for a very physically challenging and advanced set of practices. So even if you're a complete beginner, you can still join. I will set you up with some practices from the membership before to make sure that you have a little bit of a base and also to make sure that you know what to expect in the type of teachings I do and that you are interested in practicing every day for seven days in a row with me, <laughs> right? So the type of classes I teach, I'll tell you more about them in the moment, but they will reflect a kind of retreat that I host. If you want to immerse yourself in mind, body, spirit, but also in my case, nervous system and self-care practices, if you're ready to put yourself first for once, or if you want to cater to your needs without guilt, then this retreat would be a great option for you. You will go back to your life feeling rejuvenated and equipped to make it last. Number three, scheduling. Two 
classes a day is quite standard when it comes to yoga retreats. And then from there, there's a lot of variation. Yoga is usually not the only thing you'll do as a group. Sometimes there are workshops, like some teacher will teach you particular things on inversion, for example. Sometimes there's excursions where you might go to the city nearby or you might have activities like surf classes or hiking, things like that. Oftentimes, if it's in a hotel setting or an official yoga retreat center, you might have spa and massage services that are offered by the hotel. And there's usually a good amount of downtime. I think it could be very empowering to choose your own schedule. And so to get what you need, I think you can't overcommit and you need to keep some space in your schedule for when you need a nap, when you want to just retreat from the group and, you know, read a book in a hammock or you want to go on a walk or anything like that. In RRR, in my retreat, we'll have two movement classes a day, but they might not look like your typical yoga class. So that's really important for you to know. They will be a mix of mind, body, spirit practices, which will include some hatha yoga, kundalini kriyas, pranayama, meditation, energy-based practices, and spiritual practices that were thought to me directly from my teacher. All of this will be mixed with nervous system regulation practices to help you move out of freeze and out of fight or flight and into or towards social engagement. And will also include self-care practices so you can learn to meet your own needs. The goal is really to help you build your capacity and expand your window of tolerance for stress. Also, so you can alchemize whatever you need to let go of and you can grow and build the sense of empowerment you need, the self-trust you need to learn to embrace your sensitivity, to let go of your emotional overwhelm, your anxiety, and create true transformation. On top of all of that, the other aspect that is different that we'll add in our day is somatic coaching sessions. In these coaching sessions, we'll work on your mind through your mind as I'll teach you a thought protocol and we'll work through your body as I'll teach you how to feel your feelings and transmute them by meeting the energy of the emotion, cultivating the opposite energy and then getting grounded. You have probably heard me talk about this method before here and on other podcasts if you listen to my interviews on other podcasts. So I won't get into it today, but we'll do all of this so you can reprogram the way that you see yourself, the way you see the world, and how you see things either happening for you or to you. In the thought protocol, we'll look at the thoughts you have and how your thoughts fuel your feelings. We're going to sit with those feelings, move through them with those somatic exercises I just mentioned in that method I was talking about before. And then we're going to choose how to be more intentional about our decisions and our actions, those we take every day so we can change our results and move closer towards our goals. So we'll look at your results or the results you want to have, and then we'll reverse engineer all the way back to your thoughts and your beliefs. 
in our extracurricular activities, I wanted everything we would do to support your transformation. And I wanted to tap into more spiritual practices in honor of the land and the people of Guatemala, which is where we're hosting the retreat. And so another teacher is going to come to lead us through a fire ceremony and a sweat lodge ceremony. The fire ceremony, or Fuego Sagrado, is a Mayan ritual that includes foundational teachings about the Mayan calendar day count, but also a co-creation of a sacred fire. In this colorful custom, we're going to use chocolate, candles, cinnamon, myrrh, copal, and herbs to honor the energy of each day in the Mayan calendar and to ask for help from divinity, ancestors, and the spiritual forces of nature for healing as a rite of passage and to let go of the past so we can step into our future. We will also do a traditional sweat lodge ceremony, which is a purifying ritual to celebrate our interdependence with nature and the four directions. This offering includes ritualized practices and heart-centered connection with great spirit. We'll experience powerful songs and sharing circles in our handcrafted lodge at the retreat, which is heated with hot volcanic stones, and medicinal herbs. We'll sing sacred chants to open our heart while herbal tea and cacao cleanse and lift our emotional body. This revitalizing experience will leave you feeling inspired and rejuvenated. We also have an opportunity to do a cacao ceremony on its own, so we'll talk about this. But cacao spirit is one of the most playful spiritual guide in ancient Mayan cosmology. The Mayans have used cacao in ceremonies for ages to connect to their hearts. So we'll invite you to do the same in the sacred ceremonies, steeped into ritual and reflective heart sharing, but be warned, your heart will expand beyond your imagination, leaning into pure bliss, laughter, joy, and allowing more of who you are to shine forward. Number four. So we talked about the yoga teachers, your goals, the type of classes, the schedule. The other thing that you need to think about before you go on any retreat is that you might be required to be offline. Sometimes retreats don't have access to Wi-Fi at all. And sometimes they only let you have access a couple hours a day or in a very special common section of the retreat or the service is quite bad. So you need to know that before you get there. So if it happens that you have to be online, you're going to be okay. At this particular retreat, you'll have access to the internet. But like at any retreat, I'll invite you to unplug as much as you can, especially from work, but also to start putting in action what I'll be teaching around self-care, putting yourself first and setting boundaries. So you have to be prepared to disconnect a little bit. Number five of things you need to know before going on your first retreat is to consider to go alone. You can absolutely come with a friend. I talked about it a little bit in the intro, and I'll tell you more about this at the end because of the promotion we have for the month of December for you and your bestie. But know that a lot of people come alone, and it's not weird to just show up by yourself. It's not out of the ordinary. And sometimes it's good because it pushes you to get out of your comfort zone. It makes you more likely to talk and connect with other HSPs and yogis because you don't hang out just with the person you came with. And 
the reminder here is like in my case, I have met super interesting people. I've been on retreats by myself every single time and I've met super interesting people and I made new lifetime friends on retreats, right? So if you have a friend that wants to come, awesome. But if you have no friend that want to come with you, don't let that stop you. Now we're going to talk about my first yoga retreat, right? We've covered the basics of things you need to know. I want to share this experience I had with you. I personally had dreamt to go on a yoga retreat for a very long time. I always loved to travel, but I didn't want to go with anybody, right? I waited for years for my beloved teacher to finally announce that she was hosting a retreat. This one was in Nicaragua on the beach. And as soon as I figured out how I was going to be able to afford it, and I got a really pale (laughs) green light from my partner at the time, I was in. And I got there and it was all I had hoped for and more. The yoga classes were carefully crafted. The ocean view was just breathtaking. The food was delicious. And the group of people, although they were all strangers in the beginning, they quickly became friends. And I'm still in contact with some of them to this day. And that was almost 10 years ago. I will never forget this one particular moment. It was on day four. We were sitting in a circle on the yoga platform and the sun was on its way down. The breeze was warm. And my teacher asked a really simple question, which would normally have been totally harmless. But after four days of retreating, of pulling myself out of my life, away from the daily distractions and obligations, immersed in these deep practices, I really had started to turn inward more fully. And so the seemingly mundane question, so how are you? Did not feel simple one bit. As she was asking, there was a few people in the circle before me, but I felt my anxiety rising. Like I wanted to come up with a deep answer, (laughs) but my mind was totally blank. There was nothing, not one word, not one feeling for me to express. I felt like frozen in time or like everything was moving in slow motion in a way. The first woman in the circle talked about how grateful she was for the vivid orange and pink sunsets and how much she appreciated her well-needed alone quiet time, how relaxing the hammocks were and how much she enjoyed her lack of responsibility while she was here. I was looking at the ground. I was avoiding her eye contact. I was avoiding my teacher's eye contact, but my eyes started to water and tears came down my cheek, but I silently wiped them, and kept my gaze on the floor. The second one agreed and went on to add that she was worried. She was worried that her children were at home alone with her dad for the first time. She was nervous about her work piling up, waiting for her return. But she was also working on letting go and truly enjoying this one-in-a-lifetime experience. My tears became like a stream down my face. I kept wiping them off, but they kept coming faster and faster. I was trying to hold my breath and like contract my throat to make sure I was quiet, but they wouldn't stop. And then the third person, I was number four, the third started to talk. And at this point, I was trying to hold myself together so intensely while still coming up with some kind of an answer that I couldn't even hear what she was saying. 
I assume that she was struggling with something as they all turned to me and my teacher asked how her answer was touching me so deeply. I was already crying quite intensely, but I started to sob. You know, the full, ugly cry that's loud and snotty, the kind of crying where you can't speak, you can't breathe, but everybody waited patiently until I quieted down. And I shamefully admitted that my crying had nothing to do with her answer. I was crying because I couldn't answer. And my teacher looked even more puzzled than before. And I went on and I said, I feel nothing. And I cried some more. I feel no gratitude or joy as I referred to the first woman talking. I feel no worry or fear as I acknowledge the second. And I look at the third and I hadn't heard what she said. So all I said is, I feel nothing. I am in paradise and I feel nothing. I am totally numb, empty. I think I might be dead inside. All of the group stayed very still and very quiet while I cried some more. I added, I think I've been ignoring and suppressing my pain for so long that I lost contact with joy, with love, and with anything else for that matter. That moment was such a huge aha moment in my life. The depth of the practices, the unplugging from my life, and the support from the people in the group really allowed me to get out of my comfort zone, to experience something new, and to feel safe enough to be vulnerable, and then to experience this magical moment of transformation. Yoga had always been a practice of awareness for me, but this yoga retreat was really like accelerated growth. We sometimes think that it takes time to change. But that day, I learned that change can happen in one instant. All I needed was the clarity, and then I couldn't go back. I had to do things differently. So in the following days, I continued to talk about it with other group participants. I started to set intention around it. I started to ask for support, to gather tools that will help me reconnect and commit to new habits towards accepting and moving through my emotions. I came back home a different person. And today I can say in all honesty that I feel truly, deeply grateful for that moment, even though it was painful. So much so that I want to give back. I want to share. And I want to create space for people to experience one of their own super pivotal moment in life. We've already talked about how important it is to get to know your teacher before committed to a yoga retreat. So if you haven't listened to a lot of other episodes, I want to tell you a little bit more about me. I shared these little facts on Instagram earlier last week, so you can find them again in my highlights. But I'm an ex-school teacher turned yoga teacher and somatic coach, and I'm obsessed with helping you and sensitive women to embrace their sensitivity so they can become unstoppable instead of overwhelmed, so they can go with the flow of life without a worry in the world. And so they can change and you can change how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself because that will ripple into your relationship and you will finally be able to feel seen, understood, and loved. I'm really all about being a teacher and a guide and helping people be themselves fully. And I'm passionate about the body, the psyche, the nervous system, the spirit world. And that's why I bring so many things together in my practice. 
I support highly sensitive women to stop feeling weak because they're sensitive, to stop feeling limited or even resentful for their sensitivity. And I do that by focusing on mind-body-spirit practices blended with the nervous system and self-care so you can be empowered to feel fearlessly, to not repress those feelings, right? To trust yourself to show up fully and really create a life of deep love, connection, and joy. And when it comes to embracing your sensitivity and to getting out of anxiety and overwhelm, I know a thing or two about it because I had to learn the hard way. Hiding who I was, repressing my feelings, ignoring my needs and my desire led me to years of disordered eating, burnout, chronic illness and pain, very questionable coping mechanism, including alcohol abuse. It got me to a divorce and more. So after hitting yet another rock bottom, I had to choose to live and find a way to heal myself. And I turned away from putting band-aids on my problems and I went to the source of it all. And this is when I discovered the power of your nervous system. Today, I teach you to do the same so you can transform without years of trial and errors. And so you can say goodbye to short-term shifts that don't actually stick. I also shared, and this was the most popular, so I'll share with you here too, some little fun stuff about me that you want to know that I also love and that I know about myself. So let's start with astrology. I am a sun sign Virgo, rising Taurus, and moon Pisces, which means I'm down to earth, but I'm emotional, (laughs) which might make sense with the story from before. In Enneagram, I'm a four-wing five, meaning I'm creative and I'm the free spirit. My personality type is INJF, which is a very uncommon one, but it's introverted, intuitive, judging, and feeling, again, emotional. In human design, I'm a 1-4 emotional authority projector, and the projector approaches life with a mix of investigation, curiosity, a tendency to take on challenges, and a decision-making process that is influenced by their emotion, again. Projectors are advised to wait for invitation and recognize or be recognized in order to utilize their energy most efficiently. And then the other thing that I have done more recently, maybe last year, a new thing I discovered is Gallup's strength. And in this test, it tells you what are your strengths and how you use this to help the world and have an impact. And mine are connectedness, empathy. It says I'm a relator, restorative, and I focus on individualization. So those are all fun things for you to know about me, to get to know me and have a sense of who I am a little bit more. And of course, I'm highly sensitive. You knew this already. And something that's new to you and information, because it's fairly new to me, I also have ADHD. And I was never diagnosed as a kid because it didn't really show as like hyperactivity, which it rarely does in women. So this is a little newer information. Another few random facts I want to share with you. I am very intuitive. I'm reserved at first, but I'm profoundly caring and insightful once I get comfortable. I seek connection beyond the superficial. I appreciate depth and authenticity in relationships. My personal priorities are all about growth, connection, and contribution. So that tells you a little bit why and how I do the work that I do, right? 
I am currently trying to heal an ovarian tumor without radiation, chemo, or surgery. So that's going on. And I've been living with endometriosis since I was about 10 years old. I have been a nomad for the last 10 years with my whole life fitting in just a few suitcases. Talk about the free spirit from before. (laughs) I currently live in Costa Rica and... I've always wanted to live by the beach. So this feels like a very big milestone in my life. Growing up, I wanted to be a photographer, which I didn't do, but I always loved photography, arts, and, you know, being creative. And one thing I cannot live without is good quality chocolate. Okay, I think that's enough for now. If you want to know more about my journey with endometriosis, chronic illness, and pain, or my struggle with mental health, you can check episode 73 call Yoga, Chronic Pain, and Mental Health if you want to dive a little bit deeper into all the details of my whole wellness business journey. You can also check the episode on the podcast, Claim It. And it was episode 218 called Erica Belanger, Yoga Teacher, HSP Coach, Podcaster, Seeker, and Nomad. Or another recent podcast episode I've done called the USU Podcast. And it was episode number 350. The episode is called How to Actually Love Yourself with Erica Belanger. And in these episodes, I talk about different aspects of myself and we go in quite a lot of detail. So that might be interesting for you to dive in. I also have a link on my website. I'll share in the show notes of all the episodes I've ever done on other podcasts. Oftentimes, I share a lot about myself. I'm quite of an open book. And you can also look at the about on my website. Okay. Now that you've learned all these things about me, you might understand better why I do the work that I do. And I really understand what it's like not to feel enough and also to feel too much at the same time. And it breaks my heart to see so many highly sensitive women struggling with that exactly and struggling with the sensitivity the way I did. And this is why in my upcoming retreat in RRR, I focus on HSPs and on yogis. I know how much you can feel stuck and how that can become hopelessness over time. And I really feel for you. And I don't want you to stay there. I don't want you to give up on the life of your dreams because you're sensitive. I also know how much you've been told that you're too sensitive or other variations of that and how you feel like parts of you are unacceptable. Over time, this is reinforced by your own self-critic and it affects your self-esteem. And I know you can be your worst enemy because I have been my own worst enemy, but I am living proof that you can also be your biggest cheerleader and self-investor. And I want you to experience all of those things too. Another thing I know about you is that you constantly worry. Your desire to be perfect, to make everyone happy, it leads you to feeling overwhelmed, anxious. It also continues to make you want to hide who you are because you want to make sure you'll be loved. But that makes you repress your feeling. It makes you ignore your needs and your desire. And in the end, it makes you lose yourself. And when you lose yourself, you don't feel seen. You don't feel understood. You don't feel loved in your relationship because you're not really yourself there. So hopefully you don't have to go through a divorce like me to figure it out. Repressing your feelings and ignoring your needs only works for a short period of time because after bottling it all up inside, you end up snapping, being irritable or 
crumbling into tears over things that normally, like otherwise, would not be a big deal. And over time, that teaches you that you can't trust yourself. You can't trust yourself to deal with everything that, you know, life throws at you. And that the best way to avoid all of this is to try to control everything and everyone around you. But since that's impossible, you end up failing again and again. Am I close? Take a breath. I know it's a lot. As I'm describing you to you, I'm also describing me to you from a decade ago. I had to make a choice. If I was going to make it, I had to change everything in my life. I quit my job. I got a divorce. I moved across the world. Quite dramatic when you look back at it from afar. But the truth is you don't have to do a complete 180 with your life. You just have to know what to do so you can make small changes that then ripple into your life. And if you're anything like me, what you really want is transformation. It's growth. You want to feel unstoppable so you can let go of overwhelm and enjoy every moment. You want to trust yourself to be able to handle everything life throws at you so you stop worrying and you actually go with the flow. So you're actually easygoing, not just pretending that you are. You want to change how you feel about yourself, how you let yourself be seen by others because you care and you want people to care about you and love you. And what you really want is that transformation, but without months of coaching or years of trial and error. And right now, I bet you're doing everything you think you need to. You're meeting all of the expectations. You work hard. You push your limits. You take care of everyone in your life. But you also continue to hide your sensitivity to avoid your feelings. And you're trying to think your way out of anxiety and overwhelm because you don't want to feel because it's so damn much. And there might be a part of you that keeps wishing that you weren't so sensitive. You weren't so easily flustered or taken over by your emotion. You know deep down that if you drop the weight of the world you're carrying on your shoulders, if you want that, you have to do something different, right? You have to do something new. But let me tell you, having access to a seven-day retreat, a seven-day immersion, in this case for highly sensitive people and yogis, it's not just the difference between where you currently are and turning your sensitivity into a superpower. It's the difference between feeling rested after a vacation and actually finding your inner energizer bunny. It's feeling calm after one yoga class or getting off and staying off that hamster wheel, changing your routine for a few weeks or you know, like in the new year and you're like, I'm going to do something different or changing your daily habits for good. How do you achieve that kind of difference? I believe that it's by blending a better understanding of who you are and what you need with nervous system regulation and with self-love practices. So this is why I created Recharge, Reconnect and Reset, the retreat. And so those changes actually last too. In the practices we'll do together, you'll learn how to clear mental clutter, to release tension, aches and fatigue from the body, how to cater to your needs so you can create healthier habits that actually bring you a sense of lightness and joy and fulfillment. You'll learn how to show up for yourself while cultivating self-compassion. I know how hard that could be. How to heal your nervous system to widen your capacity, how to alchemize what has been holding you back and stopping you from moving forward. Also. All of this while you're connecting with people and you're letting go of your loneliness. Frankly, 
A retreat is a chance to change in a way that when you get home, you'll never see yourself the same way and you'll never experience life the same way. Now, if your eyes are shining with stars, <laughs> I know the second you think about all of this in more details for a few minutes, you're going to start to have worries and what if scenarios coming up for you. So let's talk about those. Let's talk about a few myths and lies you might be telling yourself and some very legitimate fears and concerns you might have. I think the most common and the biggest one I see is I can't afford it. And we'll come back to money in a second. I want to talk about the other one first. Another one is that you might think that you don't have a strong enough practice to do two classes a day. So hopefully with my description of our classes and schedule, you might be able to put that behind you now. But also remember that my retreats are for all levels. And I will also always encourage you to skip or to modify anything that we do that doesn't feel right for you, simply as an act of self-awareness and self-love. There's really no pressure to do anything that's not right. And you'll get to choose your own schedule too. So for this particular retreat, that is not a big worry to have. You might also think, that's going to be a lot. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of energy. Just traveling alone is a lot. I didn't say this in my description, but I should have. I am an introvert. And so this retreat will include quiet time, alone time. So you decide what to do, how much you participate, and when you need to also retreat yourself from the group to decompress by yourself, to process by yourself, to just be quiet and alone for a moment. Maybe you're scared of traveling alone. And I get it. This might be your first time. But as soon as you land in Guatemala, I've got you. I've organized a shuttle to pick you up straight from the airport and bring you all the way to the lake. And at the lake, I've organized a boat to bring you all the way to the dock of the retreat. You don't have to figure anything out. You might be traveling by yourself, but you won't be left alone. I've got you. And once you get to the retreat center, everything has been organized and planned for you from the meals to the excursion. All you have to do is check in with yourself and decide if you feel like it in the moment. Talking about the meals, most yoga retreats are vegetarian. So if that's something that you're looking for, this particular retreat is offering vegetarian meals, but also if this is not what you're looking for, which is something I love about this particular retreat center, they offer the option to add meat or fish once a day with lunch or dinner. And there's a small extra fee at the end of your stay for your meals, but it's nothing huge. So no matter what your food requirements or preference are, we'll have something for you. Now, let's come back to the big piece. Let's come back to the money. Let's be real right? Finances are a significant consideration when it comes to any retreats. They're not cheap. You have the hotel, you have the food, you have all sorts of things that are covered. And then you have to add your plane, your travel expenses. And I totally get it. I myself have recently applied for a scholarship for a year-long training in trauma-informed somatic experiencing. And Although it felt out of reach for me right now to come up with the five-figure registration fee, I'm also clear on my goals, on my needs, and on the value of this training for my own growth, for my own impact on other people's lives. So although my first thought was, I can't afford it, I then looked into more creative solutions to make 
this investment less stressful because I knew that in the end, it would be worth it for me. And believe me, I don't want you to feel choked or even more overwhelmed or more anxious in your life because of the fees that come with the retreat. So the first thing you have to consider and remember when you're thinking, I can't afford it, is you are worthy of investing in yourself. How much money have you put in your business this year? In your house, in your kids, in your car, in the latest tech? In contrast, investing in yourself for your growth, for your own happiness. I'm pointing this out because sometimes we don't realize that what we do with our money is a choice. And because I care about you, whether or not this retreat is right for you, ask yourself, how have you been feeling lately? How have you been taking care of your own needs? Do you put your money where your mouth is? Do you align with your values, with your desires, with your needs? Or are you being on autopilot, not thinking about it and being unconscious about your money? I think that taking care of yourself is not selfish, right? We've talked about this before. It's a crucial part of maintaining a healthy and balanced life. Just like you might tend to prioritize others, it's important to prioritize your own needs and to make sure that you can continue to be there for others and take care of them. So think about this. You are worthy of investing in yourself. Number two, retreats, in my opinion, are a priceless experience. So although there is a price tag (laughs) on the retreat, right, to cover the hotel, the food, the excursion, ceremony, transport, so on, your physical and mental well-being is priceless. And so if the retreat aligns with your goals, what you want and what you're dreaming of, then it's going to help you get there in a way that, number three, in a way that it's giving you the opportunity for exponential growth and impact. This retreat for HSPs and yogis, it's like getting three months of coaching in seven days with me. Or like I said before, years of trial and error on your own. So if you value growth, connection, love, contribution, like me, this retreat will definitely help you move towards those goals. If you want to serve and you want to have an impact on the people around you, this retreat will teach you how to fill your own cup so you can show up for yourself and pour from a full cup to help support others. Now, if you see the value and the benefits and they align with your goals, the money, you'll find a way. Option one, through the month of December, we have a promotion. So I was talking about this with you in the beginning. If you join with a friend, both of you will save $250. We also have rooms that can accommodate three people. So if you join three friends together in a little party group, you'll each save $300 on your ticket. So that is our special promotion going on. So if you need a little help with the money, that is an option for you. Option number two, you can work on a payment plan with me and we can figure out what kind of payment plan gives you enough spaciousness to not add stress to your life. Option three, you can try for a scholarship. Reach out if you'd like to apply. I've already given one. We talked about it in the beginning of this episode. I will give one more. Option four, if you're not clear on your goals, chat with someone. It might be me. It might be someone else, but you need to find out what you want and how to get there, whether this retreat is that or not. Maybe there's something else that's better for you, a better fit, but you have to be clear on what you want to accomplish, how you want your life to change, what you want your experience to be in the next few years, right? So 
if you want to know what students of mine have said about the retreat or about me as a teacher, I have a bunch of testimonial on my website and you can check them out at ericabelanger.com slash retreat. I just want to read one to you today. One of my students from the last retreat in Mexico said the following. Erica's retreat has helped me overcome my loss of belief in myself. The energy and the support of the group, coupled with Erica's skilled leadership, motivation, and sensitivity, helped me find the strength, the confidence I had in myself, and allowed me to take my practice to a higher level physically, spiritually, and mentally. So if you want to read more what people think about this retreat, go on to ericabelanger.com slash retreat. It's always nice to see what people have said. And if you have any more questions, you want to make sure this is the right fit for you. And with the information I've shared today, you're still not 100% sure, or you want to get to know me a little bit more, I'd love to get on a call with you. All you have to do is send me an email. You'll find it in the show notes and we'll get you all set up. If you want to take advantage of our December promo, reach out to me with your friend's name and friend's email, and I will send you your double discounted payment link. You can email me or DM me on Instagram. Both are great. You'll have both of those link in the show notes. Lastly, if you want all the details of the retreat, you can check ericabelanger.com slash retreat again, and you'll find there all the incredible photos of the place and a little bit more of the nitty gritty detail about the retreat center and all of that. One thing you might want to know right now is the dates. So let me share this before we finish. The retreat is April 6th to 13th. 2024 at Villa Sumaya on Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. One last note actually about the retreat center too. Villa Sumaya is not just another retreat center. It has been featured in Yoga Journal and Tachin's best yoga retreats in the world. Oh, I'm so excited and I can't wait to see you in Guatemala for this retreat that is like getting three months of coaching with me packed in seven days. I cannot wait to share with you all of my favorite mind, body, spirit, nervous system, and self-care practices to help you drop the hustle lifestyle, to help you melt your stress and anxiety away, to transform your life from the inside out. So if you are a sensitive soul or you are a yogi and you're ready to put yourself first to cater to your needs, you want to return to your life feeling like a new version of yourself, rejuvenated, equipped to make it last, this is going to change your life. At the time of the recording, we have three rooms left. So if this sounds like a dream for you, reach out ASAP. Even if you can't pay in full, put a deposit to reserve your spot, take advantage of the December promotion, and you'll be set up. And then we talk about the other details. For real this time, this is it. I've told you all the things I wanted to share with you about going on a yoga retreat, what it includes, what it looks like, what to expect, what you need to know, and everything I wanted to share about my own retreat. So thank you for being here. If you've listened all the way to the end, I'm pretty sure you're the right fit for this retreat. I can't wait to hear from you.